0: Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Norman McCulloch of Hamilton Wound and Hyperbaric Center, located inside the Medical Arts Building in Dalton, Georgia. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. McCulloch. I'm
1: glad to be here. Thank you. I'm glad
0: you are. Dr. McCulloch is a board-certified wound care physician. Dr. McCulloch, Have you been with Hamilton for very long?
1: Well, I would say my wife and I um, came here to Dalton in 2017, so I'm actually going on uh, three years and change now. Is that right?
0: Yes. Yeah, and you like it here. Absolutely. Why did you choose to become a wound care physician? That's a good question.
1: Well, it really combines two of my passions. One, treating chronic, difficult-to-treat patients with wounds, um, as well as scuba diving Um, early in my residency (laughs) career. Um, I got scuba to diving. Scuba diving, yes, and you'll be surprised how much hyperbaric oxygen plays a role in both of those. So it really combined both my hobbies and clinical interests in one.
0: Well, I got to tell you, we're going to talk about hyperbaric. Okay. Okay. Because that uh, before the interview started, I told you I said I honestly don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I am very interested in this because if it's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think that it is going to be something that will help a lot of people and Absolutely. that I'm sure has helped a lot of people Absolutely. before. Uh, now what are some of the uh, the services that you offer at uh, the Hamilton Wound and Hyperbaric Center?
1: Well, at Hamilton Wound and Hyperbaric Center, we treat various patients with chronic non-healing wounds, including diabetic leg ulcers, venous leg ulcers, arterial ulcers, acute and traumatic wounds, surgical um, wounds, wounds that are chronically inhibited to the healing process by let's say radiation therapy um, as well as any chemotherapy so we treat a wide variety of patients we also provide um, wound and ostomy care and we can get into that a little bit later as well so we really are the jack of all in regards to patients who have these chronic debilitating wounds that have just not responded to traditional treatments
0: Oh, I understand this is going to be a lot of wounds just because of the the patient's condition won't heal
1: absolutely sometimes they may have a disease They may have an underlying, yes, so definitely with chronic non-healing wounds, um, you can have factors that are locally around the wound or systemically, whether it's heart disease, peripheral vascular disease, anemia, things of that nature, COPD, where you're not getting enough oxygen. No oxygen, no blood, no healing. I I tell my patients that.
0: Well, that is very important, and you're right. Now, uh, I am a diabetic, and I had one of my toes amputated, and I hurt that toe, Mm -hmm. I cut it, and... Being a diabetic, it would not heal.
1: Did you feel when you had the cut?
0: I did not. I didn't feel when I had the cut. I had on a pair of tennis shoes, Mm -hmm. and I was working, and I just walked a hole in the bottom of the shoe, but I didn't know. And you didn't know. And uh, it went on for nearly a year trying to save that toe and was not able to, so... Um, the the toe got to the point that they had, they had to remove to. it. Mm-hmm. And my concern was being a diabetic that it might not heal was, well, but it did. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate yes, that yes, it did. Yes. But I do have wounds still mm-hmm. to this day that it, it takes a long time to heal because of my diabetes. Yes. And that's some of the things that you work with as diabetic patients?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, we know that diabetes is a systemic disease that affects everything from the eyes down to the feet. Um, and in the case that you – your personal case, you just talked about an issue and a condition called neuropathy where the nerves are affected. Exactly. And so you weren't able to feel the trauma. So it's a vicious cycle in diabetic um, patients in which they have a impaired blood flow, so those small vessels right at the end of the toes – are impaired, So you don't have the circulation. So now you don't have the oxygen. You also have impaired neuropathy. So it really is a vicious cycle where you can't feel the trauma, nor do you have the internal response to um, kind of combat the infection because the oxygen and the blood flow um, is compromised. So it gets into a vicious cycle where infection then develops that becomes more of a chronic problem. It gets to a point where then you can't fight the infection because the diabetes has really reduced your ability uh, to combat that infection. And then unfortunately, you get to the point where amputation may be the last result. And again, in Hamilton Wound and Hyperbaric Center, um, we're able to aggressively treat that. And it's multidisciplinary. So in the medical arts building where we're located, we have vascular as well as the diabetes education center in the same building. So it really is a comprehensive approach to our diabetic patients, so it's not just focusing on the wound. And I tell my patients, it's not about the hole in your feet, it's about the whole patient.
0: I understand. Yeah. And whenever you focus on the patient and you focus on what's going on, yes. uh, th- you can tell them, as you said, it's not just about the wound. There's other things There's that, other factors. that they need to do absolutely. that will help this. absolutely. Well, I'm anxious to find out what those things are. Yes. Okay.
1: In addition to what we provide in regards to the wound care, debris, mens, appropriate wound dressings, we make sure that the patient focuses on aggressively controlling their diabetes. And I'm sure that you've been uh, knowing about your A1C that's and right. keeping that under control. And that's a measure of how well controlled your diabetes is. So if the patient comes in and let's say that their A1C is not as controlled or optimal as it should be, we make sure that we refer them to our Diabetes Education Center partners and providers so that they can get an aggressive, comprehensive approach to managing their diabetes. We also talked about the vascular disease. And if I identify in our wound care center that they may have an issue with their vascular, especially peripheral vascular disease, I make sure that we refer them to our vascular partners, again, um, in the same building so that they can assess, address, and provide any intervention that could potentially create the perfect environment for their wounds to heal. So it really is a comprehensive Which is a blood flow situation. Which is a blood flow, yes, absolutely. And that
0: plaque gets in there and just won't let your blood
1: flow. Absolutely. And that goes back to cholesterol. Absolutely. And so at Hamilton Wound Care Hyperbarics, we definitely try to make sure we focus comprehensively. And I don't lose sight of the fact that the wound or its ability or inability to heal is not a reflection of what's going on locally. Sometimes it's what's going on in the rest of your body. So, if your A1C is out of control, it doesn't matter what we put on it in terms of the appropriate dressing or the interventions that we do. If you're not controlling the diabetes, you're operating behind the eight ball, so to speak, I in, in a war yeah. that's going on.
0: Yeah, I understand. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. Very yes. interesting today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some common conditions that can result in these types of wounds and how hyperbaric oxygen therapy can help. We'll be right back.
2: Join us on a journey to better health, health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new Children's Institute, Cancer Institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System, health for life. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you.
0: Welcome back to Health for Life. I know that non-healing wounds can come from diabetes. Dr. McCulloch, what's some other conditions that uh, put people at risk for a non-healing wound?
1: Well, thank you for asking that question. Um, There's a variety of conditions, and at Hamilton Wound Care and Hyperbaric Center, we specialize in um, healing problem wounds that can result, as we mentioned before, from um, complications stemming from diabetes, but also venous insufficiency, peripheral vascular disease, namely arterial insufficiency or peripheral arterial disease, um, pressure ulcers, radiation burns um, or damage from radiation therapy if a patient has had that due to underlying malignancy, infections in the bone, surgical wounds, traumatic wounds, and then uh, simple burns.
0: What about hyperbaric oxygen therapy? I heard you talking about hyperbaric a few minutes ago. We didn't really get into that. How does hyperbaric
1: oxygen therapy actually work? Well, hyperbaric oxygen therapy is a treatment in which a patient breathes 100% oxygen um, in a pressurized chamber at a pressure greater than atmospheric pressure. A lot of scientific themes right there, but essentially it is forcing 100% oxygen into areas that it may not readily get to based on our normal blood flow. And there's a lot of physics and chemistry behind it, but I alluded to the fact that under increased pressure, as well as the concentration of oxygen, you're able to force that gas more readily into the solution, which means the water component of our blood, and that's able to dissolve over into the areas that may be devoid of oxygen.
0: That is very complicated. Yes, that is very complicated, and and a great explanation because I've got so many ideas going through my head. But a very complicated thing. And is this similar? Now wait a minute. You, when we first started talking, you started talking about diving. Correct. Yes. And I was going to ask, is this similar to what they put folks who are diving? They come, they come back up, and they get something called the bends.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So. In the diving community, it's called a recompression chamber. A
0: recompression chamber.
1: And the Navy has been using this for years and decades. And it's only recently, a couple of decades ago, that it's found its utility as adjunctive therapy in chronic non-healing wounds. So it's the same uh, mechanics in regards to oxygen delivery that's being used, but to accomplish different feats. In the bends, or what is... Uh, primarily called decompression sickness, nitrogen bubbles accumulate in your body and blood when you're underneath the water. And if you come up too fast, those bubbles come out solution. Putting you in a recompression chamber allows you to eliminate those nitrogen bubbles as well as provide you with the much needed oxygen that you may have been starved of. In regards to wound care, the 100% oxygen essentially acts as a drug to stimulate wound healing at the cellular level.
0: That is wonderful. That is great. And so you have these chambers... At your place? Correct.
1: Yes, we have three of the chambers at our wound care center.
0: Now, what, what is a chamber like? Is it like a big room? Well, is it like a tube? What is that like?
1: Well, there are actually two types of chambers monoplace and multiplace. And we have three monoplace chambers in which it's a private chamber for one patient at a time. Okay. And it looks, and I tell my patients, it looks like a large glass fishbowl where you can <laughs> see out of and you can see your environment. Okay. So some patients think that, okay, I'm going into a chamber. It's like a, a domicile back in draconian ever. Yeah. Um, you know, Oh, I've
0: got man. this pictured in my head, and, and I'm thinking, I'm, you know, if you're going to put me into into something, you know, that's just going to
1: squeeze and you know, pressure, pr- yeah. that pressure in there. You know, once the patients see it, they say, okay, well, it looks like a large kind of plexiglass tube, They're actually made of acrylic. Once you're in the chamber, you can lie down flat. Some patients choose to kind of just my back semi-recumbent or at 30 degrees, more in a relaxed position. You can watch TV. There's
0: not a TV in there.
1: There's not a TV in there. There's a TV hooked up on top. So because it's a glass um, you... see-through, you can definitely see the TV. Right. right. And each chamber has its own personal TV. That
0: right? is great. That is really something. Yeah. Now, it's 100% oxygen. Correct. So the, it is, it's flammable, so I would imagine you can't bring a cell phone in or anything like that.
1: Absolutely okay, not. Okay, And we pride ourselves on the the safety component of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And I tell my patients when they come for consultation that that's the absolute thing I focus on is regards to safety. So not only once a patient commits to this hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which is about 30 to 40 treatments, and we can get into that, it's a commitment of their time, but also it's a mutual commitment from us.
0: Oh, I understand. Very important. Now, how long Well, you go into that chamber at a time.
1: Well, each treatment lasts between 90 and 120 minutes. And each treatment, you essentially have about 8 to 10 minutes at the beginning of each treatment, which are either being pressurized or depressurized. Okay. Once you are pressurized, you're essentially comfortable, and it's almost as if you're in your normal environment. You watch TV, go to sleep, um, wake you up. That would be great. So in the (laughs) middle
0: of the day, I can go take a two-hour break. And I I don't have my phone with me. You
1: don't have your phone with you. I got a TV I can look at. Absolutely. And just relax and heal all at the same time. Absolutely. And a treatment profile may be anywhere from 30 to 40 treatments, which means five days a week, anywhere from six to eight weeks or longer, depending on how you clinically progress. I understand. Well, how do you sign up? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is that would be so relaxing you get busy at work and then you go do that uh, you know that uh, i'm only joking about yes. that but that is uh that is wonderful yes that yes. truly is wonderful uh, and i'm I'm showing my ignorance. I did not know that we had such a thing in our community.
1: Well, absolutely. And, and hyperbaric oxygen therapy is really gaining traction um, recently in regards to its usefulness in these chronic non-healing wounds. And as I mentioned before, to simplify it, no oxygen, no blood no healing.
0: That's right. No oxygen, no blood, no healing. You tell that to your patients.
1: I absolutely tell that to my patients. And so that encompasses the whole gamut of what we talked about. If there's a problem with your blood flow, I refer you to vascular. If you're a diabetic and it's uncontrolled, I refer you to diabetes. If I need to put you on antibiotics, I'll put you on antibiotics. But all of that has to work in concert. Wound healing is essentially an orchestrated process that should go through a series of steps. When those steps are halted for whatever reason, the key is finding out what's going on that halted that series of wound healing progression.
0: Wow, that is something. I got two questions for you. Number yes. one, what does it feel like when you're in when you're in the chamber? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you feel the pressure on your skin, or does it just feel like
1: you're you? Sitting in a room Essentially the treatment is benign It's no more than if you were on an airplane And you felt the cabin being pressurized right, yes. And you felt the change in the air pressure In your ears Aside from that, once you're equalized you Just like on an airplane You don't feel uncomfortable They've already pressurized the cabin But you're none the wiser And it's the same thing with a hyperbaric
0: Relating it to an airplane is great I have heard of oxygen bars yes. Where you go in and you get oxygen Does that anything like this at all? Absolutely I mean, it doesn't do any of the same things? Absolutely not. In I don't hyper- even know what an oxygen bar <laughs> is. I've heard of it, but I don't even know what it does.
1: Well, it, everything has its novelty, but the key difference in where hyperbaric oxygen therapy differs from oxygen bars is that you have two key components, the 100% oxygen as well as the pressure. So remember I said that hyperbaric oxygen is delivered at a pressure greater than atmospheric pressure. Got gotcha. Nowhere on the earth are we at that level unless you go up in elevation where the pressure 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 then decreases. Mile High City in Denver, for example, Mm -hmm. um, has a little bit less atmospheric pressure. If you go beneath the earth's surface, those who work in caves, underwater, scuba divers, you're actually under increased atmospheric pressure. And so the difference between the oxygen bar and hyperbaric oxygen therapy is that the therapy combines both the 100% oxygen and the pressure, which are both bioactive, each one separately will not yield the same results.
0: Okay, and the oxygen is under pressure, Correct. and you breathe that in, and, it, and as you breathe it in, it gets into your to your bloodstream. Correct. Now, this may be a silly question, mm-hmm. but I got to ask: yeah. Do you, because it's under pressure, do you get that oxygen through your pores in your skin?
1: No, that's a misconception. You're actually breathing it on and the. In, that's in the, the, the only way to get it. The integumentary system. You can become saturated. With oxygen, it's not going to get to its beneficial effects by going through the pores and getting to where you need to. Okay. But you, your skin can absorb oxygen. But the primary modality of breathing 100% oxygen under pressure is that it forces so much more into gas. And I give the analogy of the closed soda can, which I also tell my patients. If you have a soda and you shook it on up, you're actually forcing more of that carbon dioxide that's in the can into the liquid. And if you, as a prank, you rapidly opened it on up. There it goes. Exactly. Yeah. And I tell my patients, why do you think that happened? It's the mere fact that you forced the gas into solution and then you decrease the pressure and the gas came out of solution Got and it. it bubbled on out. So it's the same thing with oxygen and hyperbaric oxygen therapy. You're forcing more of the oxygen into solution and it dissolves where it needs to go in regards to and that gets complicated in regards to the laws of chemistry so there are laws that essentially dictate how gases behave under ideal conditions and manipulating those laws can allow you to get the gas where it needs to go primarily oxygen and hyperbaric oxygen therapy
0: and this is an ideal situation correct an ideal situation for people who need that oxygen they get a hundred percent oxygen under yes. pressure under pressure that is wonderful Uh, we got more to go don't go away we'll be right back after this
2: Do you snore? Are you always tired? You could be suffering from obstructive sleep apnea. Hamilton Regional Sleep Center provides real solutions for sleep apnea, insomnia, narcolepsy, and restless leg syndrome. Overnight sleep testing is conducted by highly trained technologists in a warm and friendly environment. Call Hamilton Regional Sleep Center, 706-278-4757. That's 706-278-4757.
0: Be a hero. Stop a stroke. If you think someone you're with is having a stroke, ask him to smile. Does his face droop? Have him raise both arms. Does one arm drift down? Can he repeat a simple phrase without slurring? If you see even one of these symptoms, call 911 right away. Because when it's a stroke, every second counts. Hamilton Medical Center has a nationally ranked, highly trained, rapid stroke team ready to care for you. Hamilton Medical Center. Health. For life.
1: When a loved one is recovering at home from an injury, surgery, or illness, or needs assistance with disease management at home, Hamilton Home Health is here to help. Hamilton has provided compassionate, expert medical care in northwest Georgia for over 30 years. Our nurses, social workers, and physical, occupational, and speech therapists work together
2: to provide excellent medical care in the comfort of your home. Hamilton Home Health, 706-226-2848. And stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more information, visit hamiltonhealth.com or cdc.gov.
0: We are back with Dr. McCulloch, and uh, we're talking about some very interesting things today here on Health for Life. Uh,
1: People who have diabetes are at risk for non-healing wounds. Doctor, why is that? Diabetes affects a lot of things in the body. Namely, when it comes to chronic non-healing wounds in a diabetic patient, you have impaired blood flow or your blood flow may not be delivering enough blood and oxygen to that wound. You also have nerve damage, also called neuropathy. And then the diabetes itself works to inhibit your ability to fight off infection. So not only do you gain an injury by having the trauma, you develop the infection, you don't have the blood flow to deliver oxygen and blood and nutrients to combat that infection, and you don't have the nerves to indicate that something's going on if you had the trauma. So
0: you've got a lot
1: against you already. Absolutely. Absolutely, which is why we focus again in the diabetic patient on the whole aspect and not so much the wounds. In regards to their wound care, not only would we remove remove any kind of dead skin or devitalized skin assess for any infection whether it's in the tissue or in the bone itself you may also need to be placed in some specialty footwear because if you're walking on that wound and it's on the bottom of your feet and you can't feel it due to nerve damage or neuropathy, you may be causing more damage during the healing process. So we may need to put patients in a specialty type of foot brace or a shoe to offload the pressure.
0: Now, I've seen that, like a, I've seen these boots yes. that, that people wear a lot of times. I had to wear one, and also I had one of those uh, little scooters. You yes. know the scooters I'm talking the, about? The, knee, your scooter. Knee, the yes. knee scooter. The knee scooter. Mine was called Flame. Okay. And <laughs> me and Flame, we would go places, and I would ride that scooter, and it seems like I was on it for like, a, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Just yes. just to keep the pressure off my foot Yes And uh, it ended up healing just remarkably Yes, Much better than I had imagined that it would And I had a great doctor. Yes. You know, that's the key. That's that's why you're here. And it's wonderful <laughs> to have you here. But you. diabetes is a terrible disease.
1: It's absolutely terrible. Um, some of the stuffs can be um, radiation damage or burns from radiation. So we see a lot of patients who undergo chemotherapy, radiation It's therapy. like medical radiation. Absolutely. Okay. So let's say, for instance, that you're a male and have prostate cancer and then subsequently underwent some sort of radiation. And then years later, you had some radiation damage to to, let's say, your bladder or thereabout, which then resulted in you having some symptoms. Right. Um, You may be followed by your urologist, and they may, during the course of their workup, deem that, hmm, there's radiation damage to an internal organ of your body. So radiation or the late effects of radiation are some of the wounds that we can't see that are internal to the body that also have a role where hyperbaric oxygen therapy may play um, a role in its healing course. In addition to radiation injuries. There's also, again, arterial injuries, gas. If gas develops in the tissues, we have things where you've heard about flesh-eating bacteria, gas development, gas gangrene, things of that nature. So these wounds come in. There's a role for hyperbaric oxygen therapy in those settings as well. Not only does the 100% oxygen act on the cellular level as an antimicrobial or or increase the body's ability to fight off that infection, causing the gas. It also provides much-needed oxygen to the tissues that have been starved of oxygen. So it breaks the vicious cycle, especially in gas gangrene, in conjunction with surgery, antibiotics, of course. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy does not replace the standard of care in a lot of these indications. Its usefulness is appropriately being introduced as adjunctive therapy.
0: Now, whenever they started this years ago, and by the way, how
1: old is this? Well, you know, hyperbaric oxygen is dated back all the way to, like, the 1600s. Wow! Um, So it's been around a while, and there's been some fathers in regards to the history of uh, pressurized oxygen. But its usefulness essentially really took part in the Navy earlier 19th century and thereabout moving forward for recompression. And then maybe in the 1950s, 60s, um, the research started to show its usefulness in wound care. And since then, there's been applications that have um, research undergoing. For different applications of its use But primarily it's been around
0: It's been around it's now. Been around. Before the 1950s or before it. Uh, pe- people started, doctors, people like you yeah. Started using it for wound care yeah. did, you, did you see not just That it helped to cure the wound Or to uh, remedy that But also did it speed up recovery
1: Absolutely, so there have been um, Studies that have shown That there's been significant time To heal in a specific Subset of patients, diabetic if they have peripheral disease and everything is taken care of in place, and I tell my patients that there's five things in regards to achieving that successful resolution or a speedy time to heal. One is assessment of any infection. You, if there's infection in that diabetic foot ulcer, you got to assess. Address tree. Two is removing anything that's dead. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy will not bring back any dead tissue. If it's dead, it has to be removed, and that's through a process called debridement. Three is I'm sorry, debridement? Debridement, yes. Debridement, okay. So, and that's a formal word for essentially using um, whether an instrument or any type of chemical to remove dead. Or non-viable tissue. Got you. That tissue becomes a harvest for bacteria. So if you have the It's only in the way. It's only in the way. So you got to get it out the way. Okay. Um, so we have debridement or removing of tissue. Gotcha. We have addressing and assessing affection and treatment. We have addressing and assessing any vascular issues. If you have problems with the blood flow, you have to address. That may come with the form of vascular doing any intervention and opening up the arteries. Mm-hmm. They're about to improve flow. And then we have the two most important for me, and I tell the patient's, improving your diabetes control, gotcha. as well as offloading, which is a fancy word for getting you in the appropriate shoe so that you're not repeatedly stepping on that wound or ulcer, especially if it's on the bottom of your feet and you can't feel it. You're just causing more repetitive injury.
0: Now, you you keep talking about uh, the feet. Yes. Is, is this the most common injury that you see?
1: Absolutely. majority of diabetic ulcers are termed diabetic foot ulcers or DFUs. So they do happen on the feet. And they happen on the feet due to the reasons that we talked about previously. One, it's the farthest part away from your heart in regards to blood flow. So if the circulation is compromised on your toe or on the bottom of your feet, it's going to be the first to go in terms of blood flow or lack of perfusion. Two, neuropathy or the nerve damage, again, the farthest part away from where the nerves come out. So it all plays a role geographically. You see the most ulcers develop, and they're usually on the bottom of your feet. You can have them in other places. You can have diabetic leg ulcers, an injury on the leg, or um, usually if it's on the top of the feet, there may be other factors at play, but majority of diabetic foot ulcers happen on the bottom of the feet.
0: You know, that is that is something. Um, I hurt the top of my foot one mm-hmm. time. Uh, this was been in the last six months. Yeah. Um, hurt the top of my foot. I went to my podiatrist. She sent me to my diabetic doctor mm-hmm. to make sure that you know, everything was good. And she said we can he- we can take care of this. Yes, but diabetes plays such a big role in that.
1: It, it it's such a huge role. Sometimes bigger than the wound itself. And I stress to our patients that without adequately and aggressively controlling your diabetes, you're losing the war. And not only are you losing the war in terms of your wound potentially not healing or succumbing to amputation, it's also affecting your long-term health in regards to your eyesight, in regards to heart disease. So it really is a systemic disease that if you get control of it for the wound, you're actually doing yourself a favor and a benefit for your overall health.
0: Well, there's so many people that learned so much today, including myself. Yeah. I am so glad you came. Well, thank you. Well, it, it, it's it, such a pleasure. It was wonderful having you here. Great tips. We learned so much, Dr. McCullough. Thank you. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Wound and Hyperbaric Center, call 706-272-6596. 706 2726596 or visit hamiltonhealth.com/wound to learn more
2: Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you.
0: Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.